Hey, what's up, everybody? Hang on, let me make sure I'm on, I'm on Zoom. What's going on? How are you? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you. You're too kind. It's going to be back live once again for all the people out there on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. What's up? Um, hey, I got some. I got a bone to pick with the people out there on Instagram land. How come you guys didn't tell me that there was a buzz happening on your end? Well, let me turn on the. Let me turn off the music, man, because I, I I gotta talk about this. For a very long time, uh, over there on Instagram, there's been a buzz, and from all the people that have been watching, they haven't told me anything. Thanks for being such great tech guys. Uh. I've been here working on uh, making this podcast a whole new thing. I uh, got a virtual comedy club group going on over on Facebook. Shout out to everybody watching. Uh, thank you all so much for joining. A lot of big ideas are rolling in, but I need your help. Okay, so if you got, I'm a one-man show. I'm doing a lot of work here to bring you the laughs. All right, so if you guys see anything wrong or if you'd like to see something different, don't be afraid to reach out. At my current level of career, I'm very accessible, Okay. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of the fact that you can send me an email and let me know if something is not working or if you want to talk about something or if something's happening in your life, reach out to me, okay? Uh, I was able to figure out why Instagram was making this buzzing sound. Apparently, when you get an adapter that has both audio and power, the power kind of gives off this uh, electric buzzing sound. But enough of the technicalities. Let's get on with the show. How's your weekend so far, guys? Happy Saturday. It's good to be out here uh, talking to you guys because I'm launching what I feel would be a great addition to this show. So for those that don't know, apart from being a stand-up comedian, I do uh, online websites, I do marketing, and I recently embarked in coaching just last year. During the pandemic, I had the audacity to pick up another skill. Who do you think you are, Manny? Just collecting skills in the middle of a crisis. It's called being adaptive. Uh, So I learned the skill of coaching, took a few courses, got a few clients. Thankfully, I was successful. Very grateful for that. Was very successful. I still am a very successful coach. Great clients. I mean, I don't want to brag, but God damn it. I mean, if you're a good coach, you're a good coach. You really can't do anything about it, guys. All right. So I'm just letting it out there. So uh, as my clientele grows, Um, I'm beginning to realize that, you know, the other side of me, the quote unquote professional side of me, Ayo, Bolo, iCat, welcome to the chat, everybody. I'm here to talk, I'm about to talk about the good and the bad of being a comedian. So, uh, you know, the good side of me is a professional. Yeah, I wear, uh, I wear something other than just uh, shirts with graphics on them. I have button up shirts. Um, I also have nice shoes. I come off and present myself professionally in another world. But in the comedy world, I say dick and shit and curse and fuck all that, you know, all, you know, all that kind of shit. So I'm launching the second podcast and I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to make this for, because I don't want to make it just for comedians. You know what I mean? I don't want to make a show where I'm talking to the people that have issues uh, because I'm going to go ahead and be honest, guys, the dark side of comedy. There's just too much cynicism. Right, Walter? Hey, Alvarez, there's just too much cynicism in the comedy world. And I think, that's the, I think that's the primary reason why people look at us the way they do. Have you guys ever seen the movie The Comedian with uh, Robert De Niro? Have you guys ever seen that movie? There's a scene 
where Robert De Niro goes out and he's, he's having dinner with, I think, his girlfriend and her father. And the father goes, uh, uh, make me laugh or something in the, in the effect of make me laugh, say something funny or whatever. And then Robert De Niro's like, hey, you know, I'm not really that kind of comedian. I don't really just, you know, turn on when you want me to turn on. And then there's a scene in that scene. What he does is the dad, the father pulls out a $20 bill and goes here. Oh, I know what you need. You need some money to be funny. Go here's some money. Take some money and say something funny. And bro, I fucking, I felt that because I know exactly what is being portrayed here. The dark side about comedy is that if for some reason, for those that try to pursue it, the outside world thinks you ain't shit if you're not famous. <laughs> Since you're not on Netflix, here's $20. Make me laugh. Man, fuck you. <laughs> and, uh, bro, I think what society sees uh, comedians as is we're like these gypsies that need attention. What's up, hybrid doll? Uh, we're like these, for some reason, society sees us as these gypsies that need attention, that have some sort of mental illness. Well, you know, but they're not wrong. They're, they're not 100% wrong. But there's new shit coming out, guys, all right? There's something different happening in the comedy world where we don't have to be this way anymore. I've turned down gigs because they said I had to be clean. How dare you? Have you not listened to my podcast? You know, some producers try to check comedians, guys. They check you. Hey, I really love your podcast. You're really funny. I need you to do this show in front of 60 plus year olds and don't say any curse words. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you to fuck off because you know that's not my, that's not my demographic. But it pays $300. I don't care. I don't care how much money you give me. That's not who I am. But there's hungry comedians out there that will go out of their way to do these hell gigs for the sake of getting their phone bills paid. Not me, all right? So another, another thing that people have to realize that's the dark side about comedy is that just because pe comedians aren't famous doesn't necessarily mean they're struggling, all right? However, I do work with some comedians that look like they're struggling. <laughs> so it's like a teeter-totter of factfulness and, and untruthiness, right? Some things are true, some things aren't. In some world it is, in some world it isn't. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys why, man. Another thing that's bad about comedy, uh, how do you guys see like the funny people, right? Like the clowns, oh, they must have a really sad side. They must be out there suffering. And you know what? That's kind of true. I don't suffer, but I know a lot of people that do pursuing comedy and they're fucking crazy. Like Albert Einstein said, uh, doing the same thing over and over is madness. Uh, well, yeah, doing open mics over and over is fucking mental illness because you're not, go you're not going anywhere, bro. You need to switch it up, right? AO says, uh, life's too short to not be happy. I'm going to get to the good side. I'm going to get into the light side of comedy soon. I just want to get the dark stuff out of the way so that I can segue into the good thing about being a comedian, especially now, all right? Um, so one of the dark things a comedian has to go through is, is, is the fact that cynicism plays a big role in comedy. Cynicism. Have you guys ever met? You guys know a like. Have you guys ever met somebody that's just cynical? What's up, To? Mikhail. We're here talking about the good and bad of comedy. You guys ever met somebody that that's just cynical? Like they can be funny, but if they're too cynical, they're just fucking downers, man. It's like, dude, you, you, why are you raining on my parade? 
Ah, uh, you know, man, you, it ain't shit that it's your birthday, man. I mean, you're going to have another one next year. You shouldn't be that happy that it's your birthday. It's like, dude, I can't believe I, who invited you? <laughs> Did I invite you? I forgot. <laughs> you know, those people, you know, those people that just like shitting on everything. And, you know, when they see someone having fun, they just want to like ruin it. And they think that's funny. Like that's, that's one of the downsides of comedy. Cynicism is almost like mental illness, man. It's like, dude, can you not say something nice for a change? Can you not see that it's my wedding and I'm enjoying myself? Why do you got to talk shit about my wife? Like, <laughs> Because I'd fuck her, dude. All right. If you want to hear the truth, that's where the funny comes from. I'm jealous that you have a wife and I don't. So fuck that bitch, man. She's going to end up on OnlyFans once you divorce. <laughs> but see, that's where the comedy comes from. It comes from that other side. Ayo says Capricorns. Is that what Capricorns do? Uh, Tio says, tell him to step out of the, sh the shit shower. <laughs> uh, Facebook says, you live. Yeah, you live a little more as, as a comedian, for sure. Um, and another dark side about comedy, guys, is like, think of how weird it is to be with the kind of person that you want to entertain strangers. Like, why would anyone in their right mind do that shit? Like, why, why will someone ever wake up and just say to themselves, Hey, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, attempt to humiliate myself so that I can make strangers at a bar laugh. Like, why? What is the drive behind that? You know what I mean? So, the dark side of comedy is that people don't really understand it or don't know how to pursue it, and it's it's got like this long history of what it's supposed to be or what it is. Um. And so it becomes this convoluted definition of like, I don't know, like these are comedians, they're weirdos, or I'm a comedian, I'm, I'm hilarious, but I'm really not. And I got to do open mic. It's like, it's this weird stew of what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> What's up, Miami Jr.? T.O. Box says mental illness, perhaps. Bro, I, I've actually, uh, Tio, to let you know the truth, man, I've actually been in situations where I felt like I've met sociopaths pursuing stand-up comedy. Like, looking back, even to this day, I can still name a couple of people that you look in their eye and they got that wild look, and but they're super friendly. But you could just see the crazy. Like, you could see it. Like, dude, you're, you're like a megalomaniac, man. Like, you're nuts. What? No, what are you talking about, man? I'm just out here trying to live my best life. It's like... Oh my God, dude, what is like, I've, you ever feel the vibe like somebody's normal, but you know that behind closed doors, they're really not, you know, that feeling I felt like I've met those people, man. I felt like I've met sociopaths that are out there living what would they would want to see like it's a normal life, but I know that they're out there and they're fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I can look at somebody's like posts and I can look in their eyes and I could, I could see the sociopath in them. It's like, man, you're fighting really hard not to stab somebody in an alley. <laughs> this guy's using all his energy not to do, not to commit a crime. <laughs> and, I, and that's why they get, and that's why they get stage time. That's why they go on stage to say jokes because it's like, look guys, I was meant to kill somebody, but God damn it. I got to go on stage and get this off my chest before I stab somebody in the chest. 
Somebody give this man stage time before he makes a mistake. Anyways, uh, another bad thing about comedy, guys, for the most part, a lot of people don't. Uh, when you're a comedian and you're somewhat doing it right and you learn what comedy is or what your personal definition of comedy is or what your own comedy style is, you unfortunately come across the fact that uh, <laughs> Curse of Blessed says you kill them with laughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> There's so many sociopaths in comedy that they can't kill people in real life. So you got to kill them with laughter because you got to kill something. <laughs> that was good. Those crazy eyes are for real. Yeah, man. And I've seen them in comedy. I think I, comedy, unfortunately, attracts a lot of weirdos. Um, and only, only a certain few rise to the top. And those that are a certain few are, are the ones I'm about to describe. But um, one last point on the dark side of comedy is that... Um, when you understand comedy, <laughs> yeah, they can kill on stage or they can kill the vibe. <laughs> hey, you guys are on a roll. Um, so when, once, you, once you get an understanding of how comedy works or how your own uh, you know, perspective or like if you know how to do comedy writing, you then slowly start to realize that there's only a select few of people that, that can connect with your comedy or that can connect with your style. And then anybody else that doesn't, you see them as like, you know, they're out of touch. And I think for the most part, people are out of touch because comedy is comedy, right? So like if you're Mark Twain and you say something like clever, you can appreciate the cleverness. If you go see a Judd Apatow movie and something is like outlandish, you can appreciate the outlandishness. But I think what's happening now is that people think that their own preference for comedy is the right way of comedy. So like somebody, you know, a very highbrow kind of guy smoking a pipe with a fucking slippers on. They're like, oh, you know, I like the works of Oscar Wilde. He's very clever for even for his time. He was ahead of his time. And or and then somebody says, like, I really don't appreciate Judd Apatow movies because they're just too outlandish. I mean, how many times do you got to see marijuana in a scene or the other way around? It's like, yo, man, this shit was fucking hilarious. Mark who? Twain. Who fuck is that? The motherfucker ain't funny. <laughs> Did he own slaves? So what's happening is that there's like this dichotomy of like, all right, you, you don't you don't see that comedy is more than just what you think it is, my friend. Hey, I ain't your friend, bro. All right. You ain't funny. So don't try to friendly your way into making me laugh. <laughs> so that that's another dark side about comedy. For the most part, uh, people believe that comedy is supposed to be one way when there's actually multiple ways to see it. So that's also a very difficult and dark thing about um, pursuing comedy. Uh, but before we go any further, let me get into the uh, reads here. Uh, this show is sponsored by Elie Venus, who is a badass health insurance agent helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, He's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him, Elie Uvinas. That's E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com. All right. Thank you, Elie. Thank you, Elie. Appreciate it, man. See, Elie believes in my comedy, guys. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What's up, Delonia? Lynette, welcome. We're here talking about the good and the bad of comedy. All right. So now let's get to the good. Let's get to the good side of comedy, shall we? Um, so in for those that are just tuning in, I'm launching my coach, my comedy coaching podcast tomorrow. 
This is going to be a brand new business venture where I'm going to start finding clients outside of my network to let them know about my coaching services. Because once again, I can't stress this enough, guys. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best comedy coach. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I did the research. I'm the best. All right. So uh, to, I want to start. Sh- sh- what I want to I want to do is I don't want to make it for just comedians because I was thinking about the dark side of comedy and I'm like, is it really for them? Not really. Uh, they can benefit from it. Most of my clients are benefiting uh, from it as stand-up comedians. However, I think I can reach to a further crowd, you know, maybe some people that like want to know how to be funny in their own life, you know, like have a little uh, lightheartedness to the way they live, maybe understanding how to have better conversations, communicating with people, connecting, so on and so forth, right? So, um, because I feel like anybody can get in touch with this side of themselves. A lot of people kind of think that they can't be comedians because they're either worried about saying a joke and it and it's not funny or they're worried about uh, being, um, what's the word, um, rude, right? Some people think like, I, oh, I can't say that, that that's offensive. Oh, that's, but that's what jokes are. Jokes are for you to push the boundaries and, and that's how you help society because you, you push the boundary, you push the limits of other people, right? But I'm not gonna get into that, that talk. I just wanna point this out. You and you, Anybody listening, you guys can be uh, comedians and you don't have to do it where you got to go on stage and or have a television show or get a sitcom. You, you can be comedians in the sense of like you can find the funny easily in your own life, right? Like you can find the humor in it. It's called getting in touch with your sense of humor and society will try to strip you away from that ability. All right, because I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys right now, I was the, the lifestyle that I had, I should not have been a stand-up comedian should not have been a stand-up comedian. Uh, as, you, as you guys have heard in my previous podcast, man, I was a big nerd growing up in high school. Middle school and high school, I almost didn't talk. I was like a mute. I was looking around. People were making fun of me. I was a nerd, all right? Then at the age of 16, I met a girl. She fucked the shit out of me. And then I just woke up. I was like, oh, shit, I'm confident now. <laughs> I could feel the power of confidence coming down upon me, right? So then I got my little swagger, okay? I got my little shimmy going, right? And then I, uh, you know, got a job. I was upset, didn't like my job. I quit, pursued comedy, became a, a starving artist. Then I grew, right? And then I, I started a business. And then here I am now uh, talking to you guys. Life gets better when you find the humor in your life. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna get to that. So I think what's going on, and and once I started pursuing and understanding comedy and how I can make people laugh and how to write a joke and how to perform, I then started realizing it's like, you know what? My point of view is actually pretty fucking funny. A lot of people will say it's not, but like for me, it is. And for you too. So I'll give you an example on why you can be a comedian or get in touch with your own sense of humor in your own life. Point number one, comedy is extremely subjective. It's extremely subjective. What makes one person laugh doesn't make another person laugh. So why even bother with the people that don't laugh at your stuff? Focus on the ones that do. And you, you know who the number one audience is? You know who the number one audience member is in making them laugh? Yourself. That's right. If you can make yourself laugh, you're on your way. <laughs> you know, I want you guys to, to go out there and really think about what do I laugh at? What do I laugh at? And then I want you to think about what have you said before that have made other people laugh? 
whether it's your sister, whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's your family members, what have you said that have made other people than yourself laugh? So right there, that's, that's, your, that's your inner comedian. That's your, that's your comic. That's your voice, right? So if you, can, if you can replicate that, you can then start using comedy in your favor because you already know, you already got a sense of what humor is because you've done it already. And if you could do it to yourself, you're already having fun because you can't be funny without fun. Quote me on that. All right. So um, once you start getting in touch with your inner comedian, man, the whole world starts opening up in brand new ways. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. It's almost like you unplug from the matrix and you start seeing all the possibilities around you for laughter. And God damn it, right now more than ever, we need your inner comedian to come out. You know why? Because you need to speak your truth. You have a point of view, you have an opinion, and a lot of people are talking shit, so you got to talk shit right back. <laughs> and let me tell you, man, comedy, there's no better way to talk shit other than, than understanding what comedy is, man, because you get away with shit. And even if you're wrong, you can then just say, just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> you say something that gets somebody mad, you just go, hey, 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 hey. just kidding, bro. Why you got to be like that? You got in a fight, right, in the Palmetto. You're stuck in traffic. Hey, man, fuck you, bro. Now, man, fuck you. All right, get the fuck out of your car. All right, man, what's up, man? What's good? Hey, hey, wait. Just kidding, man. Just kidding. <laughs> and that's it. You're out. You know? You rob a bank. Cop pulls you out there with a big old bag of money over your shoulder. Hey, man, no, just kidding. Just leave. <laughs> All right, not to that extent, but you know what I mean. All right. When you start getting in touch with your sense of humor, guys, and my point is this, when you start getting in touch with your sense of humor, you, your, your, your quality in life just goes up. Your quality in life just starts going up and up and up and up because you're making light of everything. And it's all just a dream, man. This, this life, is, this, it's, it's temporary, so you might as well have a laugh, man. In other words, you start waking up once you get in touch with your community, man. You wake up, you get plugged out of the drama matrix, you look at the news, you could find funny shit in it. You look at your dumb friends, you can find funny shit in that. You look at the, so your social media timeline, you see how dumb people are and you make fun of it. It's like, hey, hey, look at this. Look at this stuff around here. You don't have to go on stage. You just keep it to yourself. Or, you or even better, post it online. Say some shit online, right? There's nothing more attractive than seeing somebody that's just generating funny stuff online. You don't have to go on stage. You know what I'm saying? Laughter is the best medicine because you can't feel pain if you feel the humor. Yeah, exactly, Walter. And whoever came up with the slogan that says laughter is the best medicine said that so that they don't get a malpractice suit. <laughs> I bet in the 1800s, there was like a snake oil salesman that was like, hey, come on up, come on up. We're going to go ahead and start giving away some laughs because that's the best medicine. Whatever your ale is, whether it be fever, the shingles, uh, chicken pox. We've got your laughter right here. Laughter is the best medicine. And then like, you know, like, uh, I've been laughing for six months, man. I'm still dying. Oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> Where's your sense of humor? You're dying, man. You gotta, you gotta laugh at some things. <laughs> What's up, Eva Franco? <laughs> Uh, or you make arguments with people in the comments section. Yeah, that too, man. A lot of people talk shit, and I just use it as an opportunity to talk shit right back. All right, so continuing on to the good things about comedy is like when, you, when you're capable of making fun of stuff, when you're capable of seeing the silliness in things and you, you know how to 
you know how you know you know how to bring out your sense of humor on command. Um, you 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 then realize that uh, you start to change, like your your thinking starts to change. Your the way you interact with people starts to change. The way you connect with people starts to change. Um, it's almost as if you can see things that you didn't see before. You can make more connections and stuff. And you know what the best thing about this new perspective is, this new point of view, this comedy point of view, it makes you more attractive because you kind of have like this little more, uh, you kind of have a little more charisma to you. You've got a little more of uh, like, like you see some, like what, you know, when you look at somebody and you're like, this person gets it. Like, dude, you get it. Right. You know, when you see somebody and you feel like they're a lost cause, like, dude, you're, there's nobody that can help you, man. You're, you're dumb. <laughs> this, this girl's crazy. This girl loves drama. This guy's toxic. You know, when you see somebody, you just feel that like this guy is just, I can't help this guy. Right. Or I like, or you see somebody and you can already feel like that, that feeling in your gut, like, ugh, this guy's draining, man. When you're, when you get in touch with your comedy, you don't come off like that. You come off like, I want to be around this guy because he knows how to make light of stuff. He knows how to talk shit. It's always a fun time. And it doesn't just have to be for dating, even though, granted, if you do, if you are funny, the ladies do like you more. Hell, I love hanging out with girls that make me laugh. You know what I'm saying? I love hanging. Girls that make me laugh, they're so rare, but I fucking love them. They're great. Busting your balls like, fuck, man, I love this shit. Girls love it, too, because that's relationship material. You want to be around people that make you laugh. So not only are you attractive to the opposite sex, not only is your dating life going to be better, not only is your communication going to be better, but you're also going to be attracting a lot of people that are like outside of your, um, I'd say level. Right. So like, you know how, when you, when you hang out with people that are like high end, like millionaires, they have a perspective from their success and they have a lot of people trying to like, you know, be their friend and they come off inauthentic or like they come off fake and, you know, they're surrounded by this shit. Right. So then you coming up with a good sense of humor, you start busting his balls or her balls, and then you start making fun of stuff. And then they feel more at ease. They feel like, oh, this person, this person's chill. This person is like, he makes me feel relaxed. And you know why? Because you're joking around. You're not taking shit seriously. It's not a fucking uptight. That's another thing, man. In, in your day-to-day life, how uptight, how uptight is your, how, how many times have you been in a situation in a social group where a lot of people just don't know how to break the ice. Like the elephant is in the fucking room, but no one is saying anything. So you just let it happen. And everybody's just there like, um, anyway, so for the meeting today, I, uh, I said, Oh my God, did you guys not see that Samantha walked out and tripped? Did you guys not see that? That was amazing. That's the highlight of the whole meeting. Can we end the meeting there? I feel like we can leave it at a good note, guys. What do you say? And then we come back when no one else is tripping. Uh, uh, Manny, you're tripping. Oh, <laughs> hey, all right, let's go ahead and continue this meeting. Now we're cooking with, with gas, right? How many times has an awkward situation happened where no one knew what to say? It's gut-wrenching. It's like nails across the board. But when someone just calls it out, it makes the whole entire situation funny. And it's so easy to do. All you got to do is just get in touch and have the courage to say it. You got to have confidence to be funny. And you got to learn how to bomb because you will. Oh, man. Going back to the dark side of comedy, guys, you will bomb a lot, but that's okay. If you bomb, hey, guys, you know what? I'm going to tell you guys like this. 
if you bomb, right, and it's, and it's noticeable, like it's a noticeable bomb, and then people see that you're bombing and that you're not phased by it, that's admirable. Like people like that shit. It's like, yo, did you, uh, like they almost question it. <laughs> you could take a bomb so well that other people even question it. It's like, did you, uh, did you notice that that joke didn't land? Yeah. What's, what's the point? How come you didn't, uh, how come you didn't flinch? Because it's going to happen again. <laughs> I'm going to bomb again eventually, man. So it doesn't even bother me anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and just riff. And some are going to hit and some aren't. This is the way it is. All right. That's it. I'm done. I'm done uh, with the podcast. I got to go to Focal Brewing Company because you got a show tonight at eight o'clock in an hour and a half. I kind of went over time because I care about you guys. All right. And I care about this topic. Uh, we, me with my love life. Oh, well, Ayo, you got to come out to a comedy show then. Ayo, you got to go ahead and start busting some balls. You need a comedian in your life, huh? If it ain't me, I'll wingman it. I'll show you somebody that's funny. Um, not him though. He's cynical. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning into the Miami comedy podcast. We do this every day ish 6 PM where we talk some shit with the people of Miami that love to laugh. Um, if you guys want to be a part of our growing virtual comedy club, go to MiamiComedy.com. Sign up. All right. Join the Facebook group. We're close to 500 people. We need another 500 before we get started on a brand new comedy show. That's right. I'm bringing another comedy show to you. And it's not the podcast. It's another thing. MiamiComedy.com. Sign up. Facebook group. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Have a great night, everybody.